Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 289. I know this schedule has been really wonky. We've had a lot going on in the office, so I apologize for the off schedule of these episodes. But after this episode that's coming out in your ear holes, uh, whenever you're listening to it in your podcast feeds, we're going to reset. We'll be back on Wednesday and be back on a regular schedule. But welcome into episode number 289. KB coming at you from Underground Studios. A lot to talk about, and it's kind of good that this episode got pushed back a little bit because there's a lot to dive into, so buckle in. And uh, this episode would not be possible without our incredible local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, our awesome friends over at Tomahawk Shades, the best blue light plus glasses on the market right now. They've got these unique one-off sales going on each and every day. Right now, the Solar Flares, limited edition, only a 100 of these bad boys have been made. They also have their Below Zero limited edition frosted blue sky blue glasses, they look bad. It looks like if you put them on, you look like Frozone. Head over to TomahawkShades.com right now. Fill up your cart with all your necessities. If you're working from home, you got to protect your eyes. You guys know on every single live show and every time I'm editing, anytime I'm in front of a screen, I've got my Blue Light Plus glasses on from Tomahawk Shades. My eyes feel better when I'm wearing them and I'm staring into a screen. Yours should too. You only get one set of eyes, so make sure you're protecting them. And when you're going outside, driving, so you still got to drive to work like I do, you need sunglasses to protect your eyes from the, those beaming rays of the sun. Tomahawk Shades has you covered. So head over to TomahawkShades.com right now. Fill up your cart. Before you check out, sign up for their rewards program so you start earning Hawk points, which translates into free money to spend on more Tomahawk Shades, of course. And when you go to check out, use our promo code USP. You're going to get 25% off your order. And right now, all orders, free domestic shipping. You can't beat it. Tomahawk Shades, best in the business. TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your order. Look styling and profiling all holiday season long. Best stocking stuffer, Tomahawk Shades. And of course, support for Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Fellas, the holidays are right around the corner. Can't think of something that you need? 
head over to Manscaped. They're going to hook your balls up and deck the balls with boughs of holly. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months, guys, perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever made. And just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you guys this is premium, I mean premium. The battery is going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And it's going to be brighter than any Christmas tree known to man. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Guys, if you listen to Underground Sports Philadelphia, since we've been partnered up with Manscaped, you know the deal. I want you to experience the Manscaped experience for yourself. Trim that junk of yours so you don't have a Christmas tree chilling in your pants. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will Thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. Shout out Manscaped. All right, so we got a lot to get into on this episode. I know it's been a hot minute since the last episode came out, dropped on Monday, and since then a lot has happened. We're going to start with those freaking fighting fills as um, they've decided to potentially throw away the future of this franchise after the whole Zach Wheeler nonsense came out uh, last sun- this past Sunday about how they were potentially looking to trade Zach Wheeler. Well, things if you thought things couldn't get worse, they've gotten worse because the Phillies are finalizing a deal as of Thursday for Dave Dombrowski to take over as president of baseball operations for the Phillies, ending their search for a top executive, according to Jeff Passan, with one of the most accomplished top executives of his generation. story was broken by Jason Stark. Supporter of the show. Looking to get Jason on the show soon. Um, I I can't tell you guys how frustrating this move is. Because it, it contradicts a lot about what this Phillies team is looking to do. From what they've told us at least. And Dave Dombrowski's track record is absolutely atrocious. So for those of you who that... May not know Dave Dombrowski. Uh, he's notorious for winning as fast as possible, but in the process of trying to win as fast as possible, will deplete your farm system, give out absurd contracts, whether they're good or bad is, is you know, in the eye of the beholder, I guess you could say. 
Um, but, but going through Dave Dombrowski's track record. Was in Detroit. Gave those big contracts to Prince Fielder when they, when they got him from the uh, Brewers. Miguel Cabrera still making like $30 plus million a year. Prince Fielder, who has not played in a single game in Major League Baseball since 2016 due to his neck injury that ended his career, uh, was one of the highest paid baseball players uh, in 2020, making $24 million in the final year of his deal. One of the the highest paid baseball players in Major League Baseball who has not played a game since 2016. Let that sink in. Dombrowski also, you know, I'm pretty sure... I could be wrong here, but the Jordan Zimmerman contract, I'm pretty sure he gave that out. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of issues with what he did in Detroit. And as soon as they were depleted, he just, you know, got up and, and left. That's just kind of how it went down. Um, so, no, I don't think he gave, he gave Zimmerman that contract because I think he was gone by then. So, I stand corrected there. But... Dombrowski then, you know, the Tigers had their success when Dombrowski was there. They won a bunch of division titles. Uh, They never won the World Series under his watch. You know, Miguel Cabrera won a couple of MVPs, beat out Mike Trout for a few. I mean, one of them, Cabrera hit for, you know, the triple crown. So that was a given in and of itself. Uh, But you go to the Boston era of Dave Dombrowski to win the World Series under his watch and they give David Price that big contract they paid Nate Eovaldi that like 87 million dollar contract after his performance in the World Series gave out all these big contracts traded away a bunch of prospects you know to get some of the players that they have on the roster or had on the roster and Essentially, the events that led to the Red Sox winning that 2018 World Series is why Mookie Betts is on the Dodgers. Because they gave Nate Eovaldi that big money. They gave David Price that big money. They gave Chris Sale that extension. This, that, and the third. And there was no money left to pay a generational talent like Mookie Betts. The Phillies are in a situation right now where... John Middleton and and this front office has gone out on the record and said that they're looking to cut payroll. They're not going to spend money like we've seen them do, which, one, is foolish because that's the only way this team's going to win. But I think everybody who follows this team, covers this team, was expecting them to go with that smart kind of like Andrew Friedman chain of command, somebody from the Marlins like Michael Hill who was reportedly, you know, in the running for, uh, you know, a GM or president of baseball ops job with the Phillies was going to get a second interview, you know, that type of route where player development was going to be the core of this team because Middleton has said they have not drafted well the last hundred years outside of a couple of years. So, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, Matt included, Dylan included, are three guys that are on top of this Phillies team like no other. We figured this was going to be the chance that the Phillies finally get a guy that's great at developing players, you know, drafting well, this, that, you know, making sure that this farm system continues to be a powerhouse, build it up. And Dave Dombrowski is the complete opposite of that. Like, I'm absolutely terrified that 
Bryson Stott's not going to be a Philly. I'm absolutely terrified that Mick Abel's going to be gone before we even see him in a Philly's uniform. I'm terrified Spencer Howard's going to be gone because that's the type of track record Dave Dombrowski has in Major League Baseball. And once those resources are depleted, he just disappears. He's he's like a flea market, you know, salesman. Once everything he has is gone, he's out. He's done. And I don't know how this bodes for JT Real Muto. You know, it, it could be a boost for the Phillies to re-sign him. But, I mean, at what cost? You know, Matt and I are on the record numerous times throughout the season, throughout the offseason, saying that, you know, when Eric Neander was still in play from the Tampa Bay Rays, if we could get Eric Neander or JT Real Muto here, which one would we rather have? And we both said Eric Neander. We would rather have that long-term, sustainable front office executive that's going to help this team continue to win for years and years to come. And Dombrowski, one, just feels like they're settling because they missed out on every other opportunity to, to hire somebody that is much smarter and better at their job. Two, it, it just seems like another person that John Middleton and Andy McPhail knows their names, so they're just going to bring them on in. And three, it just seems like it, it's one of the boys. It's an old guy uh, you know, that's not up to date with how baseball runs right now. And it, it just feels like a catastrophic disaster right now. It, it, people are going to champion Dombrowski winning the 2018 World Series with, uh, with the Red Sox and, you know, champion his time with the Tigers and everything. Helped, you know, the Marlins win a World Series in 1997, but this is this is a disaster. I'm telling, like, I I don't even care, you know, if the GM that they hire, whether it's Michael Hill or somebody else, if if it's somebody that develops players, I don't know if it's good enough because Dombrowski's track record is to just clean out your minor league system to bring in win now players. Which sure, that's great for Bryce's, for Bryce Harper's, you know, uh, prime. That's great for Zach Wheeler's prime. It's great for the the older players on this roster. But it, everyone I saw on Twitter saying they'd rather have you know the potential of Bryce and Kutch and all these guys winning a ring rather than going through another five year rebuild. You're going to be going through that rebuild quicker than you think with Dombrowski here like that's that's just how I feel about it. it's just such a mistake and I this was the last guy the last guy we wanted near this organization and now he's going to be the president of baseball operations and just when you thought John Middleton and Andy McPhail couldn't get any worse they just surprise you and, and punch you right in the face with it. And John Stolness from SB Nation's Phillies uh, podcast, Hit and Season on the Good Fight podcast feed, brought up such a great point. I tweeted it out today because it was just too good. John Middleton just wants to be fucking Jerry Jones. It, it drives me nuts. He wants to be this hands-on, you know, always involved with everything. He's more worried about sound bites and looking, you know, having his face in the public than actually winning. This Phillies team has told you now for years 
that they don't give a shit about winning. And it, it, it irks my soul. Because I say it almost every time we talk about the Phillies on this show. This Phillies team is my pride and joy. I love baseball. I'm one of the, the young humans on this earth, 27 years old, that baseball is my favorite sport. I love watching the Phils. Uh, you know, when they were bad, I was going to Citizens Bank Park, you know, 25 times a, a summer because I just love taking in this team and this franchise. And I just knew that they were on the cusp of, of being back to that, you know, 07 to 11 type team. And now with, with the hiring of Dombrowski, the way this Phillies team has, you know, talked about things and, and operated this offseason... I have never felt less confident in this team being a contender and being a winner ever. Like I have I I feel hopeless with this with this hire. It it really digs at my core knowing that this guy who is notorious for just ruining franchises that he's been with for the long term. Look at the Detroit Tigers right now, guys. What have they done over the last five years? Look at the Boston Red Sox right now. They're terrible. The, this, this hiring, we're going to look back on it in some um, allotted amount of time. Three to five years. I don't think this Phillies team is, is close to winning a World Series. There's so many pieces that this team needs. And that's why player development is so crucial for this team. And they're throwing it all away to bring in some clown that John Middleton and Andy McPhail just know his name. And it's like, oh, we can we can bring in a splash name guy. No, it, it is it is such a full-blown disaster mode for this team now. No matter how you dice it up, you know, they can re-sign JT for five years, $200 million. Because that's probably what's going to happen. And that contract's going to blow up in their face. They're not going to be able to sign anybody else. And I want JT back here more than anybody. Like, I, I, there's no question about it. And everything with the Mets and the Angels targeting James McCann, it's boding well for the Phillies and potentially bringing back JT Real Muto. But if, if you're going to pay far above market price for him, and sure, I'm not sliding the players going and getting their money. Like, go chase your bag and get it but this team is is a big storm's coming in a bad way for this Phillies team I'm telling you guys right now it's on the record as I sit here in December of 2020 this Phillies team is going to be set up for disaster with Dave Dombrowski at the helm this is such a bad hire I I can't tell you how much I hate it because it's it's so ludicrous that this guy is going to be running this this freaking baseball team. I can't tell you how disappointed I am. I sent it to to I sent the Stark article to Matt, to Dylan, to Harrison, to a bunch of people uh, that I know that are Phillies fans as well, and every single response: worst run team in baseball. Sad emojis. We're screwed. Say, over and over and over because everybody knows if you follow baseball, you know what a disaster. Dave Dombrowski, he's going to Thanos snap this franchise into oblivion. And it's going to be horrendous, and I'm dreading it because I, f- I could be wrong. 
But knowing his track record, this team is going to be set up for another rebuild much sooner than you guys are anticipating. And it's going to be horrendous. Like, I can't even, I can't even, for two seconds, I can't be excited about this baseball team. It is absolutely insane just how hardcore they throw me into the loony bin. And it, it truly like shatters me and I just get sad. I get sad thinking about the Phillies now, which used to never be the case. Even when they were rebuilding, I was never sad about them because I knew that they were going to be what they were. But knowing that this team has the potential to be what it should be and they're nowhere close to it, it, it just shatters me. It shatters me into a million pieces. I am inevitable. So from one dysfunctional organization to another, since the last time we talked, the Eagles got absolutely wiped out by the Green Bay Packers. Jalen Hurts came in. Carson Wentz had no idea that he was completely benched for the remainder of the game. And now he's benched for this game against the Saints. Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback for at least one week. We'll see what happens moving forward because this team is in complete disarray. That Who knows what decisions are going to be made. Um, quite a bold move to have Jalen Hurts starting uh, his first NFL game against the number one defense in football uh, with a crazy good defensive line amazing linebackers, and a secondary that is absolutely outclassing every single offense in the passing game right now over the past couple of weeks, even months at this point. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins is coming back to Philadelphia. He had some quotes uh, that were quite eye-opening to me, I'd say, uh, with just in regards to why he's not a Philadelphia Eagle anymore. And just the situation in general, you know, with, with all of that, um, quote, I gave everything I had to that city. The team did everything the coaches asked me to do, and it just wasn't valued that much by those who make the decisions. Absolutely insane. Um, and then on, on Twitter as well, uh, to kind of go hand-in-hand hand with Malcolm's sentiments towards the front office. Uh, T.O. quote tweeted John Clark and said, I feel Malcolm on his comments, but I wanted both money and respect because Malcolm also said, I gave everything I had to say. Uh, I didn't care what the money was. For me, it was about respect. I didn't care what the money was. I wanted to see the respect. I wasn't valued like I thought. And T.O. quote tweeted that and said, I feel Malcolm on his comments, but I wanted both money and respect. Why? Because I truly and honestly felt like I earned it as well as deserved it until hating ass number five added his two cents. But no matter what, I know the city of Philadelphia knows that number 81 will always love you with an absolute scorcher at Donovan McNabb. Um, this team is dysfunctional as all hell right now. There's, there's no way around it. There's there's people thinking that Jalen Hurts is going to spark this like 
miraculous playoff run. Uh, I I want nothing but the best for Jalen Hurts. I, I let me get that off my chest first. Like I want to see the kid do well. He's he's a part of this team. That's what matters. I also want to see Carson Wentz do well with the Philadelphia Eagles because I damn well know if they end up trading him. We said this when I was uh, producing the Water Boys podcast. Uh, check out the boys; they're doing great work. If Carson Wentz gets traded from this team, he's going to end up Drew Breesing us. He's going to go to another organization, figure things out, win a Super Bowl or more, and we're going to look like absolute ass clowns for trading the quarterback that everyone thought was going to be the the savior of the franchise. Jalen Hurts walking into this situation now where none of this is his fault. This is the fault of Howie Roseman. This is the fault of Doug Peterson. This is the fault of the coaching staff. And this is the fault of Carson Wentz for playing poorly. But it's not only his fault. It, it is a collective thing. you know. And, and social media is one hell of a drug. You know, WIP puts out a tweet of retweet for Jalen Hurts, like for Carson. Fletcher Cox ends up liking the tweet, defending his statements. Carson's his best friend. Jason Kelsey... Standing up for Carson. The writing's on the wall for this team. Like, I, I truly, after this week, I don't think there's anything Doug Peterson can do to save his job. And quite frankly, if Howie Roseman ends up having his job saved, this organization is doomed. Like, that dude has to go. Doug, I, I could see him still be. I'd be okay with Doug still being here if there were other better equipped coaches around him. I think the people that they brought in this offseason, like Morningweg, like Scangarillo, uh, you know, I, I just don't think it was the right move. And Doug Peterson has to realize he's got to give up play calling completely and not to somebody that's in this organization. I need somebody from outside of this organization coming in here, fresh set of eyes, not some of these retreads. I need somebody innovative. You know, look look at what Frank Reich did for this team, and I know we we we've had our druthers with people talking about Frank Reich and how much he actually meant to this team. Well, it's pretty damn obvious. Doug Peterson has no clue what he's doing when it comes to play calling, and this team has regressed ever since Frank Reich left on offense. And look at the Colts right now. You know, they're a playoff team. They're they're playing well with an older quarterback as well. There's there's a lot to unpack with this team and the people that still want this Eagles team to make the playoffs you're you're fooling yourself. Like it would be such a disaster for this Eagles team to make the playoffs under the circumstances they're in because you'd be giving up if you win the division, you're moving from a top 5 pick to pick number 19. And the track record of this front office, as is right now, say nothing changes. Howie Roseman's still here. Doug Peterson's still here. Whatever. The track record of this team picking in the top five as compared to towards the back of the draft is night and day. You know, there, there's, there's too much talent in this upcoming draft class, whether they go my route of picking the offensive lineman, Panay Sewell from Oregon, or... They end up going like a Jamar Chase or a, a skill position player. You, you can't give that opportunity up to kind of almost have the pick of the litter outside of, you know, 
in the top five, there's probably going to be two teams at least that need a quarterback. So, I mean, that brings it down to three of the top players that are not quarterbacks at your disposal, whoever ends up going one way or another. So, I mean, for this Eagles team, they, they just need to not win. Like, I, I, I'm not actively rooting for them to lose, but I need them to lose because to give up the potential dart throw, yes, it's a dart throw. It's a, it's a whole, you know, luck of the draw when it comes to the draft, but that's for every team. And it's about having the right people in place to find the right players, to find the right guys that fit this organization. You to to pass that opportunity up with a team like this. That yes, there's going to be some turnover, but you need to get younger, and you need to get younger and better. And that's why you know the the opportunity to have a top five pick is just it's way it's way more valuable in the long term than it is to have uh, a a division winner banner and the just the the thought of oh hey we won the division you know look at us we're 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 still playing well we're still doing what we're supposed to be doing no like that is just that's organizational malpractice and this team cannot afford to miss out on an opportunity like that and of course the the Cowboys couldn't help you out by you know beating a a Ravens team that hadn't played in forever uh but I mean you you look at if the NFL draft happened today as I sit here in underground studios if the draft were to start today, you'd have obviously Trevor Lawrence going to the Jets. You'd have the Jaguars picking number two. You'd have the Bengals picking number three, which is where they have Panay Sewell going. You'd have the Chargers picking number four, the Cowboys picking number five, and then the Eagles right now at number six. So it's all about the race of getting potentially to that top three pick of getting to number three because the Bengals record right now, and I don't think the Eagles will catch the Bengals because there's the tie and the Bengals are just bad. Joe Burrow's done, so it kind of eliminates any chance of of being, uh, you know, reliant on them. They're two, nine and one. I mean, you're only (laughs) your one loss and one Bengals win away from being even with them. Like the Eagles are three, eight and one Bengals are two, nine and one. If you're an Eagles fan moving forward for the remainder of the season, the last four games, you're rooting for the Cowboys to definitely beat the Bengals this week. You're rooting for the Steelers to beat the Bengals next Monday. You're beating You're you're rooting for the Bengals to beat the, uh, the Texans, or I'm sorry, you're rooting for the Bengals to beat the Cowboys. You're rooting for the Bengals to beat the Steelers. You're rooting for the Bengals to beat the Texans and the Ravens. I think there's an opportunity there for potentially maybe two wins for the Bengals in there against the Cowboys and the Texans, depending on what happens with the Steelers. If they end up clinching 
one way or another by that Monday night game. Maybe they, they rest some people and there's a chance for the Bengals there. But overall, like, there's maybe one or two wins in there for the Bengals. This Eagles team, all things considered, they should lose to the Saints. They should lose to the Cardinals. The Cowboys and Washington game are going to be toss-ups. You need to lose more, and you need the Bengals to win more. Like That's the big thing, is, is watching the Bengals right now. And the Chargers currently are 3-9. and nine. So that tie could come into play. You need the Chargers to start winning. Chargers right now, their schedule, they play the Falcons this week, then they have the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. Don't know what the Chargers are going to do. They are the biggest crapshoot team I've watched in a long time. You need them to start winning some games. And you need the Cowboys to win. And <laughs> it sucks to say that, but you need the Cowboys to win. And their schedule is, uh, you know, they're 3-9 and nine right now. Their schedule's the Bengals, the 49ers, the head-to-head matchup, which the Eagles... For all intents and purposes, you should want the Eagles to lose that game. And then they play the Giants the final week of the season. Hopefully the 49ers um, just rest everyone and they let the Cowboys win. But the Cowboys should beat the Bengals this week. It's Andy Dalton revenge game. It's in Cincinnati. That could bode well. You know, that that there is potential for the Eagles to get to number three. Like, that is the race right now is between the Eagles, the Bengals, the Chargers, and the Cowboys, is is trying to get to that number three pick and having your choice because the Jaguars and the Jets are both taking quarterbacks. There's like That's the top two, and then after that, it starts, the draft actually starts. So, I mean, this might be the most invested I, I'm in the NFL draft in a long time because of where the Eagles are picking, so that's exciting. Kind of gives me a chance to dive deeper into, uh, you know, just film and, and different guys that I'm not accustomed to doing. Mostly I'm covering the pro game. I don't really touch the college game. But it, it's it's kind of the fight for third. And it's, it's a four-team race, and you need the Bengals, the Chargers, and the Cowboys to just win while you lose. And arguably the Eagles have the toughest schedule of all of them remaining so I mean there's a high possibility that if the Eagles don't mess this up and just lose they could end up with the third overall pick one way or another so I mean that's my that's where I have my hat in the ring right now is you know there's no point in winning the rest of this season like Washington and the Giants are going to duke it out for a first-place schedule and have maybe like five or six wins. Have fun next year. Have fun, because I don't think those two teams are good. It's just this division is that bad that they look, quote-unquote, good right now. Have fun with the first-place schedule. I am more than happy having a a basement schedule, getting better, figuring things out, and resetting the the long-term goals and accomplishments for this organization moving forward. There's just no need to to worry about winning at this point. Like, you want to get a, a better look at younger guys? Do it. You want to get a better look at some things in the playbook? Do it. I don't want to see wins in the win column for the Eagles right now. 
As much as that sucks to say, because I am an Eagles fan, obviously, but for the long-term well-being of this organization, they cannot win games these final four weeks of the season. It just cannot happen, and if it does, it just sets things back so catastrophically to even think about this team making the playoffs hurts my brain. It truly does. So that's where I'm at with the Eagles right now, guys. I don't know how you guys are feeling. Tweet me at KBIZZL311 to let me know how you're feeling about this Eagles team. But they just they just can't win anymore. Please, please don't. Like, things have to change. It's not getting any better until things change. And uh, winning is going to inhibit that. So let's move on. Uh, Sixers are in camp. Looking good. Feeling good. Playing good. Uh, shout out to the homie Mike Scott. Uh, unfortunately, he was dealing with COVID. Cleared the protocols. He's back in camp. Same thing with Tyrese Maxey. Uh, very excited. You guys should be following our newest member of the team. He's been on board with us since the summer. Our guy Richie Rich. Richie Resources, as I've been referring to him as. At Richie, R-I-C-H-I-E, Riv23. He's been tweeting out a bunch of... A bunch of Sixers practice updates. Um, just keeping you guys up to date with everything with the Sixers. Danny Green trade for Al Horford is official. Al Horford no longer a Philadelphia 76er officially. Um, so the, the Al Horford era is over at last. Thank goodness. Uh, because... This team looks. Uh, this is the team. I tweet. It's it's absolutely crazy how the Sixers are the most competent team in the city right now. Yes, I, I had a couple people, including our former colleague Brooke Destra. Shout out B Dex, Brooke. Uh, talking about the Flyers as well. I, I agree. The Flyers are like one A to me. Uh, there's still some things they got to figure out. But right now, I, I feel so good about the Sixers. And it's like, as soon as I was out, they bring me right back in. Um, I'm feeling really good about the 76ers right now. I can't wait for the season to start. Uh, we're very close to it, like two weeks away from the NBA being back. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Tyrese Maxey, Jersey Analytics, wearing number zero, looks absolutely sensational. Absolutely beautiful. Uh the, the Sixers, I feel like a, a renewed sense of excitement with this team. Where since the the Kawhi shot, I feel like so much has like switched up with this team. And it's only been a year like in between those. Um, but there's been so many iterations of this Sixers team that it feels like a lifetime ago. And we've been through the ringer with this team. That it, it almost seems like we're we're decades past where we once were with them, and I don't know. It, it's like there there's so much to be excited about with this team right now. When it comes to Ben, when it comes to Joel, when it comes to the new players on this team, when it comes to Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey being in charge, like it, it's just such a nice breath of fresh air with the 76ers and. I can't wait to be able to just sit in front of the TV and watch them play because there's there's hope with them right now. I think that's the biggest thing where the Phillies, they're a complete and utter disaster. 
the the Eagles, they're whew. I, I I tweeted this too. I said I couldn't this is the first time I felt in a long time that I could not wait for a football season to be over sooner than this one. The Sixers though, like I feel happiness with them for the first time in a long time. Like and I'm probably going to regret saying this in like a month, but like I'm I'm genuinely excited about this Sixers team getting underway. Everything that's been coming out of camp, uh, you know, with reports of how guys are playing and and watching the videos of just like it, it just seems like a renewed sense of enjoyment for the Sixers for me. And last year was just so crushing. In, in turn, like last year's Sixers team feels like what the Eagles are right now. Like just such a disaster, so painful, not creative, not fun, and I I am just excited to see how Ben and Joel perform with these these new guys around with spacing on the floor and just a a new sense of goals to accomplish for this organization. So it's very exciting. I can't wait. Stay up to date with us on Twitter with that at Richie Rich at Richie Riv 23. I always say Richie Rich. Um, last bit of news, Phil Myers signed to his extension, signed to a new contract with the Flyers. Phil my the hockey guy, very excited for Phil Myers. Absolutely deserves it. Um, the NHL also looking to get underway and uh, seems like the worldwide leader in sports if you want to call them that still, forgot that the Philadelphia Flyers exist because there is potential realignment news coming with the NHL for the 2020-2021 season, uh, and it involves, obviously the Flyers, it involves a lot of teams, but uh, ESPN put up a graphic with the divisional realignment, the proposed divisions, uh, are as follows. So, the Flyers, obviously, were left off this list. But the Canadian division, new division, would include, obviously, all the teams in Canada, that being the Flames, Oilers, Canadians, Senators, Maple Leafs, Canucks, and Jets. The East would be the Bruins, the Sabres, the Hurricanes, the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Capitals. The Central would be the Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Panthers, Predators, Penguins, Blues, and Lightning. And the West would be the Ducks, Coyotes, Avalanche, Stars, Kings, Wild, Sharks, and Golden Knights. Obviously, the Flyers were meant to be in the East, but they they left the Flyers off the list. So that just means that the Flyers are the boss battle of the NHL, and whoever ends up winning throughout, and you know they, they play like the lead-up to the Stanley Cup between uh, whoever gets there. That's, you know, who whoever wins that series is who plays the Flyers. That's just how it is. I don't make the rules. That's just what, I, just what we were told. Flyers are in a league of their own. You can check out my blog on undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com for that bad boy. Uh, one thing I did mention in my blog post, though, with that divisional realignment was I was kind of nervous that they were going to eliminate the Flyers and the Penguins playing each other as often as they do, that rivalry being as good as it is. It's it's one of the best rivalries in Philadelphia. It's one of the best rivalries in sports. And I was like, damn, they're really going to do away with Flyers-Penguins. But 
report came out later after I had posted my blog that uh, those teams, the Flyers and the Penguins, will be playing each other an ample amount of times. So at least we don't miss out on that rivalry, and that's not taken away from us with this divisional realignment. But you can check out everything with that at undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, just like you can do for all of our written content. And uh, you can check us out on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at undergroundphi. You can follow me on Twitter at kbizzl311. And do me a favor. This is going to be a nice little litmus test to see who is checking in. Follow Streamer Season on Twitter, at StreamerSZN. It is our streaming platform, TV, movie, discussion, podcast, that a lot of things are going to be popping off on there very, very soon. The the Disney Investor uh, seminar went down. HBO Max has a whole bunch of movies coming out in 2021 that normally would have been in theaters, but they're coming directly to HBO Max. We have a lot of content planned. We just tweeted out our schedule for the uh, discussions that we're going to be having on streamer season over the next month and a half. And uh, they're exciting. If you guys want a a sneak peek of it to kind of get a visual, at streamer SZN on Twitter. But our review schedule, we got two more Mando Monday episodes for The Mandalorian. We're going to do a holiday special uh, right after Christmas, January 4th, to kick off the new year. We're going to be talking about Big Mouth. Uh... January 11th, we're going to be talking about Netflix's hit series, uh, Queen's Gambit. And then January 18th kicks off this new wave of Marvel. And Marvel Mondays will be kicking in with WandaVision. Uh, so that'll take us, you know, there's there's so much that came out. And I'm so excited for this podcast um, and the future of streamer season being a, a flagship core piece of Underground Sports Philadelphia uh, for years to come. Just like OTB. Uh, you know, it's going to be a nice little piece of the puzzle and, um, follow at streamer SCN on Twitter. We're 10 followers away currently from a hundred and we just want to keep building it up. And, you know, obviously it's not sports, but it's a nice little, you know, side piece to, you know, when there's not sports going on, when sports teams are bad, you always need something to watch. And that's what streamer season is there for. So make sure you guys check out streamer season uh, because we're doing a lot of stuff over there, as well as here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Check out the podcast feed, Underground Sports Philadelphia. Search it. You'll get all of our podcasts to come up on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star rating and review. Let me know how you feel about this Dombrowski hire, how you feel about the Eagles currently, the Sixers excitement you have or don't have potentially, and uh, let's flood the podcast reviews with uh, the Flyers being the boss battle and what what video game would the Flyers be the best boss battle in? That's the podcast review question answers I want to see. What video game do you want to see the Flyers be the boss battle in? Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And we know those standards are five stars. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadioRadio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And like I said, we're going to reset everything. We'll be back on Wednesday with a new episode following Eagle Saints. whole bunch of Philly stuff, I'm sure, will be coming out. 
over the next couple of days with this Dombrowski hire and uh, everything going down with the Sixers and Flyers and everything in between. So this show would not be possible, guys, without our local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick, Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Head over to TomahawkShades.com right now. Fill up your cart. Get some of those limited edition runs they've got on their sunglasses. Get your Blue Light Plus glasses and everything in between that TomahawkShades.com has to offer. And when you got your cart filled up and you go to check out, use our promo code USP to get 25% off your order. And right now, free shipping on all domestic orders. TomahawkShades.com quality product for an affordable price and also check out our friends at manscaped manscaped.com when you go to check out use our code usp same code as tom alkshades underground sports philadelphia it's our it's our initials usp you're gonna get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com it's the it's the absolute best gift for the holiday season because your balls will indeed thank you for taking care of them best men's below-the-waist grooming company in the business, manscaped.com, promo code USP for 20% off and free shipping. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 289. For everybody here at USP, I am KB, signing off from Underground Studios. Peace.